don't say anything silly. It's been recorded now, guys. Welcome to the Basic Podcast. We are doing a podcast via Skype because we are being um, responsible adults and exercising social distancing. Social distancing. So I'm with Simon and Asher from the comfort of our own homes via Skype. How are we doing? Good. Do you say don't say anything silly? That's kind of like our thing now. <laughs> I said silly, but I was going to say, don't say anything you don't want the general population to hear. Ah. Okay. Well, if they know to know me better, then this is who I am. If I will say something silly, it's coming just right from me. <laughs> it's, it's genuine. So, so if I, whatever Asher says now, you can like take as a hundred percent genuine. This is Asher in her truest form. Whatever she, <laughs> whatever she's in the gym, it's just a facade she wants you to see. But this is the real Asher. Well, yeah. Uh, well, well, let's give a bit of a description. So, literally, right behind her is a Star Wars action man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like cause her husband okay. Pavel has got amazing Star Wars memorabilia, and I'll, I'll go with the word passion. Yeah, yeah we're going to do a, a video <laughs> version of this, unfortunately, so everyone at home can't see what we can see. But actually, what is behind you? Well, the guys, I'm sure they could uh, see the sneak peek from the Instagram that uh, our home is like fully equipment, equipped in Star Wars toys, included <laughs> like uh, Stormtrooper uh, armor and uh, Raven costume and other like, you know, characters from Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's how my home looks like. All the Star Wars toys, but... I'm not allowed to play. So You're not allowed? I'm not allowed. Well, when Pavel is living, uh, I am. Uh, when, when, <laughs> when he's not there. When he's not looking, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, one thing uh, about me, that um, I'm married to the guy which, um, whose passion is Star Wars, like real passion, no joke. Well, I know you said this before, like, you know, he's got his thing, you got your thing, which is like training, fitness and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, but uh, you know, like, this is this is how it works for us. I got my stuff, he's got his own, as, as long as we respect that, I think perfect. it's just working perfectly. Because like me, I don't mind. I think it's, you know, I think it's fun. And I think for me, it's like you're more valuable person if you have real passion in your life. Yeah, 100%. Of course. And do you guys use that as an escape from each other? Is it nice to have something? Because I know Pav obviously trains as well, but is it cool for you guys to have a bit of a break and you can go and do your thing, he can go and do his thing? Is that cool? Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing in your relationship to have, you know, something just for yourself. It's like you don't need to share this thing really with your spouse. It's like that's something, like, as I said, just a part of you as you not part of you as wife or husband boyfriend girlfriend what's your thing si what's your thing that's not another thing gaming oh true yeah, <laughs> yeah mine, we both mine love rap training. music rap okay i mean we both love training um like you know she really enjoys golf so she'll be getting back into it soon so let's so we both have we have a lot of similar interests but i think one thing she's not too fussed about and <laughs> in, in getting into his gaming. I'm, I'm looking at her right now. So, like, I'm like, <laughs> so she's just shaking her head. It's like, nope, I'm just good. 
but, but I love it because she's very supportive of it. Like she's just like, "Oh, did you win?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah." But I lost. Oh, because so it's so it's kind of, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all, we, it's a... <laughs> all we wanted to do with this episode is apologies if the sound quality is not amazing like i said we are doing this via skype um but we wanted to me and simon are going to grill asher a little bit just to give you guys our loyal <laughs> listeners a, a bit of a better insight into who asher is as a coach and then as a person um asher joined which has been coaching for us on and off for a very long time so a lot of you guys are very familiar with her coaching style and it's been a very welcome addition to our coaching team. We've had lots of amazing feedback, but um, we just wanted to kind of get to know you a little bit better, Asher, and find out where you've come from, what your journey is, and how you've gotten to where you are now. So why don't you give us a bit of a background as to, um, I know your fitness journey has evolved a lot since you first got into fitness, but how did you get into fitness in the first place? Where do you start? Uh, I would say it's like all, I've been always very active person uh, surrounded by, uh, you know, like people who are doing like any, like many kinds of sports. Uh, and I was carrying on, you know, like different sports. I got really into dancing. So I used to be yeah. a competitive dancer for like 10 years of my life. I so you think. gotta share what style of dancing? Because I, I was gonna know, say what type of dancing was that? Was that? <laughs> that was um, hip hop and new style. No way! That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't think so. I, I still remember how to do it. It's <laughs> still in yeah. there. It's still in there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it's been some time, and you know, it's like from, from there, it's like I carry on through high school. And then um, I needed to make a decision if I want to do it uh, like more professionally or do I actually want to study something else. And at that moment, uh, I was 18, so I didn't see myself like coaching other people and like, like at that moment I was dancing because I was using it more to express myself as a person rather than, you know, like thing to teach. And personally me, I'm very, very shy person and I don't do well with uh, like groups of people. I'm like, I'm not very social. So like when I was 18, it was like, it was not in my head at all, but still I wanted to go um, towards, um, sport so i was thinking to study uh physiotherapy on one of the sport academy in poland but the thing was to actually um start those studies you needed to uh pass the exam like a advanced level of geography <laughs> so yeah yeah, that's that's a Polish school system. I, 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 thought, I thought at first it was like anatomy and geography. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's the that's the thing. And believe me, I'm an absolutely shit in geography. So because of that and because of not the great schooling system in Poland, I needed to pick something else. Uh, and I choose environmental protection because uh, nice. besides. Besides sport and fitness, I absolutely love nature. So I'm like, well, let's let's go towards uh, my other, uh, let's say, love. Uh, yeah, so I was studying uh, environmental protection for six years. 
uh, engineer master degree of environmental protection. Uh, and when I graduated, Pavel got an offer job from Dubai, and we moved to Dubai. And, and from there, and, this, and that's very cool because I know with the transition into Dubai, this, I think same thing. Not many people know this. When you came here, you're one. I knew you were very shy, but two, you didn't really speak that much English either. Oh no, absolutely! I was still hiding yeah. behind Pavel, and I, yeah. I just refused to speak in English. I'm like, first of all, I wasn't, you know, that fluent, and the second yeah. thing is, like, as I mentioned, I'm very, very shy person. So to me, yeah. say something in the English was taking so much effort from me. And as I said, like the first few days, weeks, I just refused. And like even in the in the stores, I told him like, I'm not gonna ask to this person to like give me, you know, like a spoon of this salad. I'm like, you're gonna do it. I'm like I'm not gonna do it. So that was that was really, really hardcore for me to, you know, finally start opening up. And so when sorry, when was that? When that was uh, 2014. Yeah. So that's only that six was... years ago. You like yeah. I never would have known that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, it was it was pretty bad in terms of like me speaking English and just opening up, uh, uh, you know, for other people. Uh, yeah. And uh, the first few months, I was trying to get a job in uh, environmental protection, but here, well, we all know how it is. It's not <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, it's not they're trying. Happen. They're trying. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been trying, and then I was like, oh, screw that. I'm just gonna start sending my CV to whatever place which is pretty close to my um, old apartment in Dubai because uh, yeah. we didn't have two cars. So I'm like, yeah, I need to find something uh, which will be relatively close so I can walk there and walk back. And the first place which um, came back to me it was uh, CrossFit Sands in Motor City. Nice. Yes. So I started. I started uh, working there as a, just as an admin manager. I was I was standing behind the front desk, uh, still not really knowing how to speak in English. So every single time when someone was walking in, I was like, you know, pretending that I actually understand what uh, the people are talking to me. I was just smiling. Uh, same with the. Same with the phone calls. I was like, oh, I was like when I was yes. hearing this, you know, I'm like, oh God, I, did, I don't really want to pick it up because I'm, I was sure. so, so afraid I'll not understand uh, anyone's questions. Uh, yeah, so from, from there, you know, I get into more like CrossFit environment. Uh, I start CrossFit there in CrossFit Sounds. It was like 2015, I guess. And that was your intro in a CrossFit too? Yes, yes. So, uh, I... so hold on, I just want to say that's amazing considering you're, you say you're a very shy person and you never used to speak highly in English five years ago. So when I see you coach now, you're just very confident, very loud, very well-spoken coach. It looks like she knows that she's been doing this for ages. So I have no <laughs> idea. And I, and I love it because it's... I guess, you know, always the biggest changes happen. It's like, well, you don't, you don't really have a fucking choice. See, like, oh, okay, we got to figure it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> that was, you know, that was the case. It's like, first, yeah. it's just speaking English. It's like, well, I don't have a choice or I'm just going to spend the rest of the, my life just speaking only to Pavel, which 
don't get me wrong, he's, re- <laughs> he's really funny and good guy, but like, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and from there, uh, I remember really I've been... I met you. Yeah, I think at that time, uh, I just knew who you are. We haven't still like met in really in person, because yeah. this happened when I moved to Rig. So I yeah. stopped working for Sans, and I was just looking for um, I was just looking for uh, like let's say new home uh, for yeah. my training. Uh, but I was still working at the time. I I, I found a job in um, retail here in Dubai. So yeah. I was with with the health lighting with the company w- w- uh, which was selling the uh, fitness uh, just clothes. And I was I was I was working I was working out in rig when I really met uh, Simon. And, but you, and you, I mean, you, you met Aneta first, I think, right? Yeah. So I met yeah, I met Aneta first. Uh, yeah. I remember I think we knew her for like one or two days, and Pavel invited her for his uh, birthday, and she came. It's like, yeah. oh, that's unusual. Because you know, usually, you know, in Poland, it's like people are not that open. It's like if I don't know you, I don't know you. Fuck off! You're not gonna be on my, my birthday party. So <laughs> yeah, so Fruaneta, <laughs> then uh, then then uh, then Simon. Uh, yeah, and I remember. I think it was uh, one of the evenings after the last uh, the last class in in Rick. Uh, I was just helping the guys, you know, put the stuff away. Uh, and I think it was it was you, Simon, and 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 Joe, telling me it's like, oh, have you been thinking to 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 be a coach? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm too shy. I'll like, I'll never go out to people. I'll never be, you know, like that confident to, like, to share the knowledge and and just to help people, you know, like to to to, to move better. And I was like, nope. I'm like, it's not gonna happen. However, I like, I've been offered to do um, level one, CrossFit level yeah. one, in in Rick, uh, and I did yeah. that, and it, and I did that uh, mostly, you know, just just for myself to to get into more CrossFit. I mean, to 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 understand it better. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and from from there, I was like actually well maybe it's not a bad idea to to go towards coaching because i was just you know working in retail and i didn't feel like the passion to go towards the environmental protection like mm, i just i just don't feel it and the thing with fitness it was uh it was always from like from my heart and it's like i always see and like my biggest hobby and just passion for life the best example of that it was if i was really really naughty like when i was a teenager the the worst thing which my dad could do to me it was you're not gonna go for your dancing practice and that was just horrible yeah so he could you know he could tell me it's like oh you're not gonna watch tv or you're not gonna you know like go and hang around with your friends or something i'm like fine i'm like i don't care but sure. once he told me, it's like, well, you're not going to go for your dancing practice. I was just like ruined. I'm like, what do you mean? So that was that. That's 
this is how like you know like the, the fitness and 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 training it's it's important uh, for me uh yeah so uh after after level one i i, I actually start having this thoughts that maybe maybe it's not a bad idea uh, so I spent uh, three months of internship in uh, in Rick with uh, with Joe Pearson. Like it was around three four hours every single day, still working uh, full time in retail. So uh, morning still like uh, being in the store for like uh, ten eight hours of my day, and then going to CrossFit Sands to to watch and learn uh, classes, like to learn from, from Joe. Uh, yeah, and then at, at, at some point uh, I realized that coaching, it's, it's something which, you know, which really makes me want to like wake up super early, stay late. And it was just, you know, like coming, as I said, from the bottom of my heart. It's like, wow, this is really something I want to do. It's like this is what makes me, you know, like happy. And this is what brings joy to my life. But at the same time, this is what makes me like really humble. And and it's like it's a challenge for me, you know, like to, to learn more and to try to share this knowledge with people. And, and Well, and that's... Amazing to hear as your colleague, that's very good to hear. Um, but that's probably as good as a description as to why someone coaches or why they're going to coaches as I've ever heard. Um, was there, do you remember at all like a pivotal, pivotal point where you were like, yeah, this is what I want to do now? Like when you decided to make it a, a career choice, like you just said, these are the feelings you had that made you want to get, get into it. But was there like a moment where you were like, yeah, this is what I want to do now? Oh yeah, it's um, one one of the girls. Uh, she messaged me after one of the classes I partially did in in, in Rig, saying it's like, wow, like your energy as a coach and like your like the motivation you gave me and like all the tips you gave me is like they made me like I really wanted to do the workout. It was something different, just you know moving my my body parts and it's like and she really thanks uh thank me for that so i think at that point i was like it's not you know just just like coaching people how to move the body parts from point a to point b it's something more behind it so i could see it as like giving a little bit from from myself uh to people is actually maybe changing their lives for better. I love that. Um, and well, then... what's, what's been what was really cool from, like at least from what I, me watching that it was good to see how you made that transition from maybe maybe I can be a coach. Maybe I, now I want to be a coach. Now I fucking love being a coach. And then <laughs> what was really cool between that it was it, there wasn't really a because I know there was also a transition from you to being very serious competitive training into yes. now your training and then, then but then your priority is to be the best coach possible that was a Absolutely. very interesting shift because like you know i know we had these long chats before but it was kind of like well why am i training this way to the point why i'm not enjoying it and then just like well if i if, if when that sort of that question was answered from your end like what i noticed there is like your level of coaching was just ridiculous because it's just like 
okay, well, I need to understand it from my point of view. So you started to rudder adjust how you were training. And then from there, the questions you would ask me were completely different. And then when I noticed like huh. the stuff you would go out and learn were completely different. And I'm like, this, this is pretty cool. It's like the evolution <laughs> of Asha, but you know, but this is a traits that we always see from great coaches. So. No, ab absolutely. Because um, at some point, you know, I was I was still uh, I was coaching in a warehouse at that point, but I was training in uh, in base, uh, like following the the performance uh, program, yeah. which don't get me wrong, it was like I was having a blast, and uh, you, Craig, and your program, they just like it makes it made me fearless. It's like. Yeah. I was going into the work. I was like, no matter it's uh, what is on the board, I'm just gonna destroy it, and and I was loving that uh, till the point I I, I wasn't, and, and and you know I think at at that point I made a biggest change. Uh, when it's about I think my identity as as a coach and as a person. Because I realized, well, this is not what I want to do anymore. But like, what's important for me right now, if it's not my training, it's like to not, you know, like getting in PRs, fastest times, and everything. And I realized, like, I really want to make people move better. I'm like, I don't want to be focused anymore that much on my training. And I realized I want to help people. Like personally, I'm a really, really big helper. I love helping people. Like if you are my friend, it's like for me, like you are my family. If you need the help, I'm like, I'm, I'm in for that. So I was like, I truly, truly want to help people. But to be able to do that, I needed to, you know, like make a transition from being so, so competitive to start like discovering the other part of training is like a little bit more going into the mental part of training and yeah and i think i think from from that moment i make a biggest shift to to be to become a, the the best coach i i can ever be and that's that's amazing um all our members are going to be really relieved to hear that's awesome um what, why is that so important to you? Like I, I see this firsthand every day and I genuinely believe every word you just said when I see you coaching people. I've never seen someone coach with such intensity from a point of concentrating on their movement and making sure people are doing the right thing for the right reasons. But why does that drive you? Why is that so important to you? I think, you know, it's... Because uh, as I said, for me, it's like... I use the movement to express myself and I truly believe it's it's not just moving the body parts it's something more behind it and I believe if I can you know show this part a little bit to people I coach I think they will fall in love more in fitness but also they will discover themselves more so not not only their bodies but like themselves from the mental point of view and I believe you know it's like the movement the connection between mind and the body it's it's the best feeling ever it's like for me yeah. it's like it's something something just for yourself something no one can take away from you so that's why it's like for me it's like I want to show you how to feel yourself how to feel your body how to have fun with this 
how to you know overcome some fears, some traumas you had in, in, in life, how to use your current mood in the gym to make yourself feel better. If you're sad, I'll want you to do this. If you're happy, I want you to do this. If you are miserable, let's do this. So by the you know, by the, the right movement, you can really, really make people feel better. So yeah, that's that's that, that's the reason why I, I really love to coach. It's just sharing, you know, this knowledge and showing people it's something more. It's just something more than moving your body parts. Well, that's very cool. It's a, it's a true like revealing someone's character. It, you know, these are all a little NS tests, your workouts, but like just it's you know you could say it's your mental grit. You could say it's the challenge of your actual character. So when you come out on the other side, no matter what mood you're feeling, it just kind of like everyone says, like they, they they'll train or, or a lot of people say this after they train, they just they feel better. They feel almost they like feel they feel like themselves. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. it's just it's a it's it's the truest connection to that because it's like you said, it's expression through movement, but also these workouts aren't easy. And so when you're going through them, it's it's a challenge. And I always, you know, I'm a big geek. Um, you know, I always love the the concept of the hero's journey. So this is like, you know, you're coming in to do a workout, you're the hero, you're the, the hero of your own story. So when you go through all that, you're coming on the other side better than yeah. when you started. But you know, like this is what I um what I say to to the guys in in base now is like, hey, I want to you be the best, be the boss of your workout. Because some people yeah. like, oh, it's like, I'm really afraid of this assault bike or I'm really scared. I'm like, use it. I'm like used to being scared, like on this assault bike, like show who is the boss. And I'm sure it's you. It's not just a piece of equipment. And I no. think that's why, you know, <laughs> that's you, why you, it you're, works. You're letting the equipment be the boss of you. Yeah. yeah so well, not, like, you know, you know, that- I'm trying to just to guide people like how to do things to to actually you know to feel better and like to feel empowered and just to feel good. Amazing. I don't want to get too deep into this because I feel like we could just it deserves its own podcast. But a lot of yeah. you will probably know that um, Simon and Asher, especially and myself as well, have done a lot of learning from Julian through the Strong Fit protocols. Um, I know it's something that um, is a big part of your kind of coaching style at the moment. And like I said, without getting too deep into it, what is it that drew you towards that away from kind of more of a a traditional CrossFit style training, particularly with your own training as well? Mm, I think, you know, uh, because when when I was still like uh, training for a competition, Everyone was saying, it's like, well, your, your form is perfect. And that was same in my head. It's like my mm. movements, they look so good, but I was keep getting injured. And it's like, you know, the, the one thing is, of course, the volume. And that I, at the time, I really couldn't support the volume because I was still, you know, like working in the retails and everything, like didn't get enough sleep didn't eat properly maybe just you know I was an angry person really but as I said it's like why I'm keep getting injured I just like no one could actually answer this question because everyone's like oh like what do you what do you mean you injured like you're always perfect and like you listen to your body you never like put 
like more on the barbell if you don't feel for this and I was keep keep questioning myself what the hell is wrong with me so um, I, I went to the um, strengthening seminar uh, just you know out of curiosity because so we've been playing with Simon with some um, strengthening workouts which were just horrible I mean simply horrible but they were not hurting me I mean in like in terms of like my body it was like like none of the old injuries was uh, were fine up so it was like well you let's let's back. no no so I was like let's let's find out what is what is about and on the seminar like <laughs> the guys you know <laughs> made me do some uh, kettlebell uh, Dimmel deadlifts and they were like oh girl it's like you have no clue it's like how actually to use your body what are you doing and what muscles you're using it's like only because you look perfect it doesn't mean that you're doing the movement correctly and and you know it's something related to me being as a dancer for such a long time because I can copy any single movement. You'll give me the yeah. movement, it will take me a few seconds to figure out how it looks. But I was never thinking how it's um, supposed to actually feel. So they teach me in, uh, they teach me on uh, strengthening seminars and then coaches week and now uh, on the mentoring program, how the movement supposed to feel in terms of the, you know, like where you should create the tension in the muscles, which muscles should fire up. So I could, so now I can understand when I'm doing something wrong or when I'm doing something right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and if, yeah. if anybody has never seen Asha work out, I can verify what she's saying. She does move incredibly well. And like, like, no one wants to join my workouts. I don't know why. I'm like, I'm keep asking when I'm walking. I do. Like, hey, well, yeah, activities. I was like, I want to train with wetsuit, me. Wetsuit and, and everything. Like, yeah, and people are like, fuck no. I'm like, oh, come on. It's like, no one wants to join my workout. <laughs> so I hope it will change. But yeah, it's like, so I, I honestly, I was just looking for the answer of like, why I'm keep getting injured. And I got it. And I was the happiest person ever. You know, it left me like training in that way. It left with like many imbalances, but still, yeah. I'm the happiest one because at least now I understand uh, the, the movements I'm performing. I cannot say I fully understand them because I keep exploring, but at least yeah. I know now what feels good, what feels not right, so I can, yeah. you know, it's like I can correct myself. And this is what I do for the guys as well. I'm trying to, you know, to teach them, just not to tell them, it's like, hey, you do this. I'm trying to teach them how the movement's supposed to feel so they can, you know, address by themselves if they're doing something wrong or right. Because that's one of the principles of base free, right? You want to guys be, as I said, the bosses of their movements, of their body. They want to know if they're doing something wrong or right. So that's that's I think that's the biggest principle of my coaching. Just teach people. Well, that that, that is just tell that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually leads into and my next question: Is how would you like? What would you define as your kind of? Let's say if you're trying to sell Asher as a coach, what would be your unique selling point as a coach or your coaching style? But I think yeah, that so kind I, of. I think I think my my biggest principle is literally 
teach don't tell because because I want to I want to people to be um, independent so I don't want you know like people keep coming to me asking if if their form is good I want to teach people so they can know by themselves if they're moving well or not because why would you be so dependent on other person if it's your body so I always say it's like hey that's your body that's that's not my body it's like I know how it feels for me I can try to guide you I can try to teach you but at the end of the day that's your body that's your mind that's your nervous system so you need to know like you need to be responsible for yourself and and that's my coaching and I will give you that hopefully and, and, and that's really cool and that's and that's something that that's been really important over the last well quite a few years now is talking about how you're you're where you're telling and we're showing them how to do something you're not telling them what to do which is what a lot of coaches do i mean at least a coach is half decent will at least be able to tell them what to do um, but what you see from better coaches good coaches great coaches they they tell you how to do something but then there's an important why behind it and don't get me wrong it's it's not easy because the easiest way so is not. like hey it's like pull your knees back do this do that but this is not actually coaching you're just telling people what to do but like they still they will still not get it so i want to people understand the movement but you know it's like with with everything i do it's like at firstly i will test on myself i'll try to understand it and then i'll try to you know i'll ask few people to test it and then i'll start using in my coaching so everything guys are doing in my classes I always uh, do it first. I never ask them to do first because I think it's like how they would trust me if I would not be doing the same thing. So it's like now maybe I'm not competing in CrossFit, but you know, it's like I still, still try to understand the movements. All my horrible warm ups, I did it to myself. So I think it's just coming out of, you know, trust because uh, for me, it's like I want to. I want to teach you what I actually preach. Yeah, and and, that, and that's always super important. It's and I think that goes to anything. Like normally, you need to do things yourself. Then there's an empathy part. You understand why it's there. You understand what it was like going through certain things or certain workouts. Uh, and versus like, oh, you should you should do this. I'm like, why? Well, because I read it in a book and I think it's a good idea. But like, there's no substance behind that. And it's just, yeah. but they get in the same thing. You're just telling them what to do versus from the experiences you have, from what you put yourself through training wise and trying out new things. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is how you would do it. At least this is from, this is how I would do it. And then from there, you're showing, they're, they're trying to figure out how to do it themselves. And how that's a really cool thing to show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's the key of, but like, you know, they have to learn how to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you need to also let people do that. Because, you know, some of the coaches, they will not let people experiment. And it's like, well, you need to learn. Because we are making mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, you need to. And that was something which took me a while in in my coaching. Because before I was like, oh, no, no, no. It's like, I'm not going to let you do it because I'm afraid that you're going to, you know, hurt yourself. But now it's like, well, as long as you are relatively safe for me, I'll let you experiment. So you can actually know the difference between the good... Of the you know good movement and uh, and wrong movement. Mm-hmm. As long as they're safe. 
Yeah, absolutely. Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. So when I'm asking you, so when I'm asking you to take the weight down from the barbell, it's not because I don't like you. It's just because it's a safety reasons, and if your body is telling me that it's not gonna, you know, um, take it well, I'm gonna ask you to just to pull back a little bit. So don't be offended. Don't be yes, offended, it's yeah. it's coming we're, we're honestly. Well it's, it's always uh, coming from me taking care of people. It's not coming from me not being a nice person because I'm super nice but I'm also very honest so for me if yeah. you're not doing well if you're not moving well with this weight why would I let you put more weight it doesn't make any sense for me and me as a coach I feel responsible to tell you that that it's not a great idea that's awesome yeah so that's that's me as a coach okay i <laughs> I've learned a lot about you, I'm sure everyone else has. I've got a couple more questions that are just going to be short, kind of like quick-fire answers. I thought these okay. would be fun questions to answer, but they're actually mm. have all come from thought through places because I feel like people can find out a little bit more of it. First of all, we had this conversation the other day, but tell us yeah. about the Asher Joanna thing. Explain that to people because I think some people <laughs> don't know. Yeah, it's, um, so every single... Um, uh, Joanna, Joanna, that's my real name, Joanna, in Poland, is actually Asha. So you got three different versions of the name, it's Joanna, Joasha, and then Asha. So it's just a short version of my full name, which I have in the passport. So like when you, like when you Polish, as Aneta, it's like for her, it's like Joanna, Asha, it's same, same. For here, people are like, what the hell, like what's your name? So, so it's yeah, kind of like that's... Simon being Sai. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Same thing. Because <laughs> like, like but... Aneta, Aneta, like her friends will call her Anetcha. Yeah. And so it's like, it's same thing. And like for and us Polish of... people, it, it's normal. But please call yeah. me Asha. Don't call me Joanna or Joanna. I, I don't like it. Asha. All right. We've got that Asha. I won't, I won't put the title of this podcast is basically pod with Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, shoes. So, ever since, well, I know you you do have nanos, but I know you like the Vivos. You wear low-profile shoes. Why do you like people training better? Because um, for um, the, um, the feet, you got the better feeling of the ground, and you have, you know, like muscles in your feet for a reason. And... Sometimes, you know, it's like the, your feet is a part of, of the chain of the muscles. So if you cannot feel the ground with your feet, you're missing a part of your muscle chain. And uh, probably, you know, your lifts are off because you cannot feel the ground with your feet. And it's just, you know, like I can feel the movement so much better when I'm barefoot. I and agree with like, that. Like, yeah, that's, and that's something that we're, uh, I've been trying to look into too. And it's like, it's give you some kind of feeling of freedom. Yeah, let's, let's, let's say like this. It's like, it's, I just feel free when I train barefoot. I love it. Or in, on, or in vivos. I, I think I know the answer to this next question already. If you could only have one piece of gym equipment, what would it be? Sandbag. Yeah, I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> what, now, okay, what sandbag. way? What way? What weight? Uh, it's hard to say. But 
No, I would I would go for you like. You can't go around... too heavy. You can't go too light. Yeah, I, I like you know the weight you can use for uh, carry plus squats or like floor press, but it's like. You can always go heavy. Uh, you can always go light. You, you like literally can do whatever you want to with the sandbag. And for me, it's like I don't like to particularly know like like stick to the weight. It's like I want to do this movement, and it's like let's see how it's gonna feel with different with different weights. And I'll pick the one which I can feel my muscles firing up the best. If it's too heavy, it's just gonna uh, you know land on my face. If it's too light, uh, I'm just gonna go till the end of the day which is not perfect as well <laughs> mine would be a 24 kilo no a 20 kilo kettlebell so what would yours be uh, um i mean i i i'm loving sandbags too to be honest it's something where like i always i don't know why it's just there's something about it where i just enjoy playing with it i can pick it up walk it around carry it throw it like it's just it's universal i mean i before i would have told you a barbell uh, so, yeah. uh, so the fact that I can actually go through this way is actually pretty cool. So that's yeah. at least that's the way I've I, I was I, I've kind of put to things where yeah. like I, I just feel like it's more versatile. I can do more stuff with it. And you I know how it is with the sandbags. It's do. like yeah, yeah. And the the thing is, sandbags like every single rep feels different. So you cannot really predict and like I was laughing at myself so many times when like I failed the rep or like literally sandbag just left on my face, just crushed my face and it was, it's funny for me. It's just, it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's all about, you know, just exploring and, and this is what I do now in training. I just want to have fun and I want to explore my body and myself as, as human being and the sandbag is the best way to do it. Yeah. And, uh, cool. like, if I had to pick a weight, I would pick like a, like a 60 kilo, 135 pound one. That'd be like, that'd be where, where I'd be like, where I could do a lot of things with it. And then last question I've got, Asha, is why did you join base three? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. It You're was, up. uh. Yeah, I was I was so so um, honored and happy to yeah. to join the team. Uh, you know, it's like you guys uh, you guys explain me your principles behind uh, base three, and this is what really attracted me. And also, you know, like the the amazing community you have, like guys supporting each other, but also like. They're competitive, but in such a nice way. I still remember, you know, that days I was part of the uh, of the training team, and we're going head to head, but at the same time in such a nice way. So uh, I just can feel that I'm surrounded by the nicest people in Dubai. Well, we're very lucky to have you. Thank you. My pleasure. And I'm sure this won't be the last time that we do a podcast with you. And I'm sure that there'll be many questions that people will have for you. And we can definitely, people can come and ask them in the gym, I'm sure. Um, and I think we'll wrap up there. Have you got anything else you want to say, Asha? Just um, stay healthy and wash your hands. That's it for now. <laughs> Dude, go wash your hands. Do it right now. Well, 
And for me, it's like if you guys have any questions, what you should feel doing the particular movement, like please, please feel free to message me any uh, time, day and night, and I'll be so, so happy to answer the questions. I just love when people asking questions. I would actually recommend anybody who has any uncertainties about their movement, um, particularly squat or deadlift or anything, I'm going to say, un not just those, but in fact anything, any uncertainties about their own movement, go and speak to Ash, I think um, things like diagnosing movement deficiencies and movement pattern problems, I think something that you're very strong at. So if anyone is uh, not sure about if they're squatting correctly or hinging correctly or anything like that, I'd definitely recommend them. Yes, hit me up. <laughs> and I'll, I'll help with the pressure, really, I will really help. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome day, and we will see you next week, I guess. Thank Peace. you.